Now, one thing I wanted to get to, we'll spend a few minutes on this, is that, and this is a fantasy world. It's a fantasy world. But as Met fans, we can now live in a little bit of a fantasy world. And I touched on this last week briefly, or at least I, I talked about talking about it last week. And that is Aaron Judge is a free agent. And he's having an amazing year. He's the best player in baseball right now, or at least one of the best players in baseball. Should we, as the New York Mets, go after Aaron Judge? The following year, Shohei Otani is a free agent. Should we go after Shohei Otani? So I did put it out on Twitter as a Met fan, and I left Juan Soto out. The only reason I left Juan Soto out is that's another year. Now we're talking NBA-style stuff, like, hey, let's wait three years till LeBron's a free agent. Judge is at the end of this season. It's very realistic that the Mets at least try to approach him. And Otani is super realistic because even though there's another year after, Otani's a megastar. A mega, and I wonder if the Angels, with the failures that they've had and the fact that they pay another megastar in Mike Trout and they're stuck with that Anthony Rendon contract, which is just horrific, I, don't, I wonder if the Angels are going to offer him big-time money. So I put it on Twitter. I didn't do it as a poll. I didn't say Judge versus Otani. I wanted comments because I have an opinion on the subject. I know Pete has an opinion on the subject, but you're talking about two great players, very different, obviously, and you have an owner who's capable, okay? An owner that I happen to think is very willing to go out and add another big-time free agent, even with their own free agents they need to take care of. So before I get to some of these comments, because I got a ton of them, I got 500 of them. I'm not going to read all of them. That would take a while, but I would certainly skim through a few of them. Before I give you my opinion, Pete, this is a very tough question for you, and I'm going to tell you why it's a tough question for you before you answer. Go for it. With all due respect to Brandon Tierney, he does a great (laughs) job doing the midday show. Brandon Tierney is an obnoxious Yankee fan. I think we all know that. Uh, yeah. I'm an obnoxious Met fan. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I believe that Brandon Tierney would cry on the radio if Aaron Judge was a New York Met. I believe it would hurt him to his Yankee fan's soul. And while Pete's a nice guy, I think Pete would drink the tears. I think he would collect the tears in a bottle. And then I think he would suck it down and drink it every night before he went to bed. I, that, it is fair if that's a part of your reasoning. I cannot argue with you. So, with that said, Judge Otani, go ahead. Before I get into that, you should have still made it a poll because you would have got the 500 comments anyway, and it's tough to figure out which way people are leaning. But, to me, I'll simply put it this way. Aaron Judge is the best and the biggest superstar in baseball today. He's proven in New York that he can do it at the top stage. He's going to win a World Series. He's definitely going to win an MVP this year. He's going to win a World Series with the Yankees, potentially, if they can get past the Astros and the Mets. But I think that's the way to go. And here's the other reason why, too, and it's a little bit deeper dive. Everyone always talks about injuries, right? Well, if Aaron Judge, you can never stay healthy. That's fine. But if Shohei Otani, someone that you rely upon to pitch and to hit, gets injured significantly, whether it's his leg, so like a leg injury, he can't run, he can't pitch. That's two spots you have to fill. So you're relying on his pitching and his hitting. Judge, I just worried about his offense. His defense is great, but it's not necessary because you could put 
other people to fill his position on the field. But his bat is huge. Yeah, I, you know what I'm so mixed about with this? I am very skeptical. And it's to, to the point that you made about Otani. I'm very skeptical that five years from now, Shohei Otani is a two-way player. Uh, it's incredible what he's done over the last two seasons. He's a monster offensively, and he's a very good pitcher. I'm not saying he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. There are times in which he looks like one of the best pitchers in baseball. I would need more consistency for that. I just think that if I sign him to a mega, and he's going to demand a mega contract. He's going to demand a mega contract for two reasons. Number one, he is such a superstar. He's a box office attraction. And that matters. And that may that may well matter to the Mets, by the way, who lost the attendance battle to the Yankees today by 10,000. Okay? The Mets are not doing well compared to the Yankees. I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about box office. They just aren't. And I love the Mets. And ultimately, you could argue that doesn't matter. That matters to some in that organization who are trying to make a ton of money and sell tickets. And Otani is a box office attraction. But... If I sign him, and it's going to take a ridiculous amount of money, I'd have to view him as someone who will eventually be just a hitter. That's how I'd view him. Because I, and look, what what am I basing this on? I can't be basing it on anything because we've never seen a two-way player. And, and neither can you, if for anyone out there, who says, give me Otani, he's a pitcher and a hitter, and you're crazy. He'll stay healthy for five years. None of us can say it based on anything. We've never seen anything like it. Otani had injuries early in his career, so did Judge. But the idea of every five or six days throwing 80 to 90 pitches, throwing 98 miles an hour, and all the different ways a pitcher can get hurt, and pitchers do get hurt. And then, like you said, playing every day as an offensive player, four or five at-bats, and all the different ways offensive players can get hurt, and how one injury could affect both jobs, an injury pitching could keep you from hitting. That worries me. So, in theory, if you're telling me this Otani that you're watching right now, he'll do it for five years, it's a no-brainer. It's Shohei Otani. If you're telling me a guy's going to be able to do it, it's Shohei Otani. He's the most valuable player in baseball. I agree with that. You tell me a guy's going to make 30 starts a year and hit 30 home runs? <laughs> He could be a mediocre starting pitcher will be worth it. He could be my fourth starter, and that would be the most insane value known to man. I'm just skeptical. And maybe that's an old school thought. Maybe I just still can't get my head wrapped around what he's doing. But I'm scared of what he's doing. Judge is a slugging superstar, and he's the best player on the New York Yankees. I don't think it's close. I know he didn't mean to say it the other day, but he is. He's the best player on the team. He is one of those few guys. Daryl Strawberry certainly had it. Barry Bonds certainly had it. Uh, Mark McGuire certainly had it. I'll go down a level. Mo Vaughn had it. Not with the Mets, but with the Red Sox. Where you stop everything that you're doing when that guy comes to the plate. And what we've seen from him this year is this incredibly complete season. I've always said this to Yankee fans when we've ever talked about Aaron Judge. Before this season. I said he's underrated because when he plays, he's really, really good to the point where I don't even think he gets enough credit for how good he is. He's always been a great defensive player. Now he's playing center field. He's always been screwed by the low strike, still happening to this day. And the question with Aaron Judge has always been, can he stay healthy? That's it. 
So far, he's answered that question. He answered it last year. He's answered it this year. And despite being two years older, I think it's two years older, I would have more confidence in his ability to stay healthy than Shohei Otani's because of what Otani is doing and how abnormal it is. So money aside, years aside, because they may demand different contracts, my answer would be Aaron Judge. So I'm in agreement. And I think I'm, I'll tell you, a lot of these Twitter mentions are just douche Yankee fans who are very upset that I would dare mention Aaron Judge's name and the Mets in the same sentence. Like, Ryan Fee 93. <laughs> Why don't you focus on this season rather than covet superstars on other teams? Is it because your season is crumbling before your eyes? Listen, Ryan Fee. They've lost three in a row for the first time all year. I was going to talk about this before they lost the two games to the Astros. And you want to know why I wanted to talk about it? You know why I think it's a fun discussion? Because we as Met fans have never been allowed to have a discussion like this before. I would never have brought this up two years ago when we were in the Wilpon regime. So yeah, obviously the focus is this year. But the fact that we as Met fans who are still reveling in the fact that Steve Cohen owns the team. Like, I think it's kind of fun every once in a while to talk about all the freaking awesome things our billionaire owner could do. So you know what Ryan Fees could do, Pete? He could kiss my ass. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's see what Let's Go Mets 129 has to say. <laughs> I want no part of Aaron Judge. If the Mets sign him, he'll fall off a cliff and the Yankees and their fans will laugh at us. <laughs> That's such a Met fan response. Ben, the super fan, says, I'd go Otani for the simple fact he's a two-way player. I don't think Cohen would go after Judge because the Yankees didn't oppose him as an owner, but who knows? Let me just say this. It's a very good point by Ben, the super fan. Not that he wouldn't try to bid on a Yankee player, because I think if a player is a great player and if the player can make your team better, you're going to do it. But I do think he tried to screw Artie Moreno. Like, I think there would be a vengeful, okay, Artie, you don't want me to own the team? You wanted to create a Steve Cohen tax? Okay. Okay, we can play that game. That's fine. I'm going to steal Otani. I'm going to steal your soul. So I could see that. Uh, Scott with a bunch of numbers. I want nothing to do with Aaron Judge. Nothing to do with Aaron Judge. Too old and expensive. Let him enjoy his third career 30 home run season. Let him break down each year in San Francisco for eight years, $320 million. <laughs> I, I do admit that when you're signing a guy in their 30s, there are ri- there, there's risk, obviously. There's risk. Now, I did get a lot of this, okay? Mark, video Mark, I don't want either. I'd rather build a core through the farm system and have a perennial winner. Why can't you do both? Like, The Yankees have been able to do both in the past. Teams are able to do both. You're able to sign big free agents and develop your farm system. And we have an owner that can do that. Like, that's the the thing. It's it's time where we can actually envision all of that and more. Yes. Now, this one I do understand. I'm not a fan of signing anyone to a monster 10-year contract. Trading for Lindor was awesome, but the contract was unnecessary. 
I know to be competitive in this sport, it's just a reality, but still, I never feel comfortable with really long guaranteed contracts. They rarely end well. No, I, he's totally right about that. And I think when you sign somebody, whether it's Aaron Judge, whether it's Shohei Otani, whether it's Francisco Lindor, <clears throat> you have to realize that the end of the contract is going to be bad. And I think that's almost the deal you make upon making it, that you say to yourself, okay, the end of this is going to be awful. Uh, I think the risk you run into is if you align too many of these long-term contracts, you don't want four really bad contracts at the exact same time. You know what I mean? So that I do fully, fully understand. Ken Parsons is thinking what we're thinking. Judge, Otani can't pitch and play the field forever. He doesn't play the field, but he hits. You know what I mean? Uh, Omar says, Otani's off the table, you numbnuts. He didn't write numbnuts. I added that. He wants no part of playing in New York. Remember, he took less to play for the Angels. I don't think he took less to play for the Angels, but he is right that Otani didn't want to play here. He wanted to play on the West Coast and pick the Angels. But here's the thing that's very different. He's been in the major leagues now for almost a half a decade. I don't know if his view is exactly the same. That's number one. And number two, money is going to matter. You know, I, I can't see if the Mets or the Yankees, because the Yankees could be a factor, especially if they ever lost Aaron Judge. I, if somebody offers you $50 million a year and your next highest bid from a California team is a lot less, you're probably taking the money. So I, I can't look back to what happened and say he wouldn't do it. We can't say that. Now, I never thought C.C. Sabathia would come to New York, but the Yankees made the biggest offer when he came here. Here's the other opinion that's very popular, Pete, and I want your thoughts on this. Jason Dill, I don't want either of them because we need to spend talent on what we have right now. The idea that they got to pay Alonzo, they have to keep Jake, at least I hope they keep Jake, assuming he could pitch. Uh, you're going to have to pay Jeff McNeil. Brandon Nimmo's a free agent. Edwin Diaz is a free agent that the priority should be all the guys they have to retain and how high their payroll would be simply in doing that. Well, it's interesting. I was actually going to throw this out after we went through all these tweets is who would you prefer a DeGrom for 200 plus mil or Aaron Judge for 300 plus mil? I mean, I feel like that's a possible debate if he's really going to opt out. But I, I think that, honestly, you could still sign McNeil for a reasonable contract. He's not making hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Alonzo may be the superstar that you're really going to pay. But besides that, DeGrom as well, I think everyone else is serviceable contracts. You still, And again, Steve Cohen doesn't care. Do we really care? Do we think that Steve Cohen may up a payroll to $350 million? I think he's okay with that. I'm yeah, okay I mean, it. look, I, I think that, and I don't know if it's necessarily going to be with Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. The one thing I think is going to happen over the next few years is we are going to see him be a stargazer. I get that impression. Like, he is going to want box office. And I don't think that payroll restrictions are necessarily going to stop him. So it's the reason I bring it up, because I do get that sense from Cohen that he's going to be a big game hunter. And the one thing that may be a factor, and I don't know if Steve Cohen is thinking this way, I know some Met fans are thinking this way, is that... If the New York Mets ever outbid the New York Yankees for Aaron Judge, that would be 
whether it works or not, by the way, it doesn't mean the Mets go win the World Series. It doesn't mean Aaron Judge wins three MVPs. But that moment, that day that Aaron Judge is sitting on a dais and the uh, the, the Shakurdery Shikur, board, whatever it's called, is out and it's a big press conference and Aaron Shakurdery board. What's it called again, Pete? I have no idea. The board with the meat and the cheeses. You know it. Uh, my wife knows it. I know it as the the board with the meats and cheese. <laughs> it's the curdery, but whatever it's called. Craig would know, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> when the press conference is going on, that's, that's a game-changing moment in this town. And that's not my focus. I'm being honest with you. It's not. My focus is Aaron Judge is a great player. And getting to watch him every day, I've understood that for a while. Like, that's not anything crazy to me but I do think for some Met fans and maybe for this owner we don't know yet still new that's bigger than anything being the guy who takes away the Yankees best player like that's and he is their best player I don't think there's any question like the Yankees have to sign Aaron Judge to me it would be insane for them not to so I wonder if that's a big impact for some Met fans and for Steve Cohen himself but it's a it's a fun discussion, and the reason I bring it up, and I don't think a lot of people fully understood it, is it's also a cool baseball debate. The idea of a two-way player, a guy who can hit for the pop that Aaron Judge has, but can also pitch. Like, is that guy the end-all, be-all? Like, would you want that guy over anybody in baseball because of the fact he does two things no human being can do? And you think that... like. Are they equivalent as far as finances go? Like you said, you said Shohei may be worth $50 million a year, but he does both. Do you think Aaron right. Judge could be potentially $50 million a year, at least in the front-loaded contract? Aaron Judge is a – look, Shohei Otani had 46 home runs last year. I, I don't want to poo-poo anything he did. He had a 960 OPS. Offensively, just offensively, he was probably the second best player in the American League last year but behind Vlad Guerrero Jr. This year, he hasn't been as good, but he's probably going to go 3,100 again. As good as he is offensively, he's not as good as Aaron Judge offensively. I'm sorry. Like, Aaron Judge, at his best, is better than Shohei Otani. Now, Aaron Judge is also three and a half years older, which I have to acknowledge. So, if we're looking at Otani strictly as an offensive player, Aaron Judge is better. Plus, Aaron Judge plays the field. And he's really good at it. Shohei Otani doesn't play the field. When you factor in a guy who can pitch too, and if you assume, let me pull up his numbers this year, uh, six and four, two nine ERA, 12 starts, 68 innings, very good. He's not the best pitcher in baseball, but very good. I mean, he's a Cy Young contender. And I was probably still trailing McClanahan and Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole, but he's had a very good year. And you Bro, follow up last year in which he was very good. That, if he's that, Pete, if he does both of those things, he's worth what a top-line starter makes, which is $30 million a year, and he's worth what an offensive player makes, which is $30 million a year. So based on that, he's worth $60 million. So where am I wrong? Well, no. I, well, here's the thing is, I said this. I think that Aaron Judge at the point now where he's going to sign upwards of $400 million. And I think that people think it's absurd, but realistically – you can front load the contract for say take it in two parts for Aaron Judge, five years two fifty. That seems I know absurd, but not really because he's the face of the Yankees. 
He's an MVP caliber player. He's that good with the bat. Then you take the second half of the of the the contract, five for one fifty. Now there's still a lot of money, but you're gonna bring the numbers down and and, and they're gonna regress as as his career goes as he gets older they're going to dip a little bit more so maybe at the end when he's 40 41 years old he's really only making 20 million dollars i think that you can actually work that out so yeah 50 million dollars seems not absurd for otani it seems a little bit lowballing but it's it's assuming he can do both like shohei otani made 23 starts last year he's made pretty much all of his starts this year can he make 30 starts a year? Like, I'm saying he's worth that if he's making 30 starts a year and he's getting 500 at-bats a year. He hasn't done that. Like, last year he made 23 starts. He had a very good year through 130 innings. That's not really a full, full year as a starting pitcher. Now, granted, he didn't throw a lot the year before that, and the year before that he didn't pitch at all. So I understand that they were never going to let him throw 180 innings. I totally acknowledge that. But... He's worth $50, $60 million a year if he's making 30 starts a year and if he's the bat he is. I would, if I'm signing Shohei Otani, I'm taking the cautious approach that I'm probably going to end up with just the offensive player. That it's not sustainable that he's going to make 30 starts a year and get 500 at-bats a year. So that's why I lean towards Judge in the debate between the two. But in theory, if you're telling me he could do both, he's the most valuable player in baseball. Do you, and here's a real impressive comp, or I think it's impressive. Other people think it's ridiculous. It's apples and oranges. Garrett Cole, for example. How much is he making per year? 35? Uh, 36 million, I think he's at. Right. He's only making 35 starts. Everyone says the injury-prone Aaron Judge. If he only plays 100 games, is he really worth... $40 $40 million, $35 million. Question to you. What is more important? Aaron Judge, 100 games in a season, playing the field with the bat, or Garrett Cole, 35 starts? Probably Garrett Cole, 35 starts, only because it is so difficult to find that consistent, top-level starting pitcher. Do you? Can I remind you he's pitched about three or four games that he couldn't get past the fifth inning? Come on now. Garrett, Garrett Cole, though. But, but, but that's... Okay, do you want me to remind you of games where Aaron Judge went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts? And the, like, and the team lost. And the Yankees <laughs> lost. And the offense didn't exist. That's the point. Aaron Judge is the offense. If Aaron Judge wasn't on the Yankees this year, they would not be. Who oh, they no, no. Are. So you're, you're asking me specifically to the New York Yankees in this situation or the idea of a starting pitcher and the value of having a guy. It's more about this specific scenario. Okay, okay. My, my only point about the importance, excuse me, of starters is that how many guys in the last five years are as consistently good as Garrett Cole in terms of effectiveness and in terms of pitching every five days? Go make that list and let me know. Like, who's on that list? Justin Verlander just missed an entire season for Tommy John. Jacob deGrom hasn't pitched in a year. Max Scherzer's now been an injury-prone guy. Clayton Kershaw's been an injury-prone guy. Oh, but no, no, Evan Walker Bueller, he's a, uh, how's that going for you? <laughs> like, this isn't, I'm not trying to put Garrett Cole in the Hall of Fame right now, but what I am telling you is a guy who makes 30 starts a year and consistently pitches to like a low three ERA and makes every start, that's effing valuable because I just dared you for the last five years, give me the guys who do, who do it. 
No one there's, does. There's nobody. Yeah. Look at that. It turned so, into oh, an appreciation of Garrett Cole. So Otani, <laughs> Otani, seventy million dollars. Got it. Okay, seventy million dollars a year. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you, man. If he goes out and makes thirty starts this year, and then makes thirty starts next year. He may get that. <laughs> he may get that. I, I end everybody with a little bit of confidence. Okay, I was negative going into this Houston series. I turned out to be right. I didn't want to be right. I also have confidence now going into this Texas and Cincinnati series. You know, I'm seeing it on Twitter right now. The Mets season's collapsing. They're falling apart. Really? Their first three-game losing streak of the year, and now they suck, and now they're awful. And yes, if they succeed against Texas and Cincinnati, they beat up on bad teams. I don't care. What I care about is winning this National League East. The lead is down to three games. It is getting tight. It's going to remain tight. The Braves are not going away. There's going to be a podcast where the Mets aren't in first place. I do. I think it's going to be a back and forth NL East. I'm telling you right now. But I have confidence going into this weekend. I think the bats will start to wake up. And I think they will succeed and win two out of three against Texas. And then all three against Cincinnati. That's right. I'm predicting five out of six. And if they don't, then we collectively press the panic button. All together. Thank you for listening to this edition of Rico Bronya, our Mets podcast. Pete will be producing Tiki. I don't know where Brandon is. He may have retired. So it's just the Tiki Barber Show from 10 to 2 on the fan. And Craig and I will occasionally do some afternoon drive shows. We may be taking some vacations. But remember, you can always catch the Rico after every series. So we'll talk to you next after they wrap up the series against the Texas Rangers, download the podcast, wherever you download podcasts, review it if you want to, whatever people say at the end of podcasts, do all that crap. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>